Right. So I have just the one big major tip and then I can give you whatever other ones, but the one is just to be 100% authentically yourself. Mm. I think a lot of people, since LinkedIn is more of a networking social media site, our business people are there, yeah. we, we put on our suits for LinkedIn. Yes. Welcome to the Fired Up KC Show, Miss Erin. How are you doing this morning? I'm great. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm staying home, staying warm, staying healthy and safe. How yep. is how is quarantine treating you? You know, every day that's a different answer. So I uh, am playing the homeschool mom game and running a business. And some days it goes really good, and I remember all my blessings. And other days it's a little harder to remember all my blessings. But overall, I'm in a much better position than a lot of people. So I'm so I'm very grateful. Wow. Now, um, I know you are the CEO and founder of William James Creatives. Um, can, I, can I give the audience a little, a little bio about yourself so they know who is here today? Uh, yeah, so um, I own a company called Lillian James Creative. We are a content deliverable company, so kind of think like an agency, but you get to make all your own decisions and get the awesome graphics or video or whatever you're looking for, right? So uh, started that company, actually next month will be our four years. Started oh, wow. that company, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, once you hit three years, then the next one you're trying to hit is five. So we make yeah. it through this, we can make it through anything. Uh, <laughs> started that company when Nike found me on LinkedIn and okay. asked me to work on something. Uh, at the time I was a single mom, no college degree uh, with two kiddos. So kind of scary to start a company, but we were a seven-figure company in less than two years. So wow. yeah, so a, lot, a lot's happened in the past four years, a lot of learning, still learning every day, uh, but um, for sure doing what I love. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how did you get into marketing and, uh, you know, doing advertisement? Yeah. So I did not have a college degree. Like I said, I, I was a bartender, like up until I had my son. And so what I didn't realize is like bartending was like the best part of marketing and sales. Mm, right. So once I had him, I had to figure out the insurance. I had to have insurance. I think I was 26 years old when that happened. So started getting sales jobs and it was like sales job, then better sales job, then better sales job for years. And very early on in my very first sales job ever, I decided to use MySpace. You probably don't even know what that is. It was a long time ago, but I decided to use MySpace, which is pretty much <laughs> the social media. My kids look at me and they're like, quit telling people the story, mom. Um, started using that to, to grow whatever sales job I was in. Okay. And eventually I used all, this, all the social medias and sales to when I finally decided I knew I wanted to do this, but it was too scary to start a company. So I actually went and got a sales job at a marketing company okay. until it was time to start my own. Wow. So kind of self-taught, wow. I guess. There were no social media classes back then, you know? Wow. Thanks. You had to learn by yourself. Wow. That's, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let's get right into it. So I want to ask you, how has this you know, pandemic affected your business and how are you taking advantage of the situation? Okay, so uh, it's kind of a day by day thing, like I said earlier. So the pandemic is obviously something that I said I don't, I, I didn't graduate from college, but I did go take a great business class uh, through Kaufman Foundation. I got into the Scale Up program a couple years ago, and I thought at that point, okay, Aaron, you're pretty prepared. You've been in business for a couple of years. Like you've got all these resources of everybody that's been through everything at that point. Cause mm-hmm. I had made a pretty good network, but nobody's been through this before, right? Like this is the yeah. one thing nobody's been through. 
True. So I have kind of taken the stance that I had a really rough upbringing. I had a pretty, I mean, you know, I ended up two kids by myself. Like none of that is very easy. And I made it through all of that. I've made it through a hundred percent of my days so far. So Mm -hmm. that's the only option here. And it's been really interesting to me because I have, I, I have some entrepreneurial friends that have been through a lot too. And all of us have, have really bonded together to be there for our friends that maybe haven't been through so much because Mm -hmm. some people, this is the worst thing they've ever been through. And for Mm -hmm. me, this is just another thing. Yeah. Wow. 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 So with you doing marketing, are you still helping companies with their marketing and advertisements or are you now focusing more on LinkedIn, uh, using LinkedIn as a platform to, you know, market? Oh, well, we haven't had any clients quit. quit. So we've really, um, in the past few years, explained to our we've, we've educated our clients, I guess, and, um, Mm. worked with clients who believe so much marketing that our clients have actually doubled down on their marketing right now. On top of that, we've been assigning clients, right? Uh, there is so many studies out there that say, if you go all in on your marketing, Mm -hmm. then those, that's who comes out on top. When, when stuff gets rough, the companies that up it on their marketing are the ones that come up on top and there's study after study. Kellogg's became number one over post in 1920, right after that pandemic. Right. Uh, this is when Airbnb, Uber, all of those in back in our last recession, that was, that's when all of that was in and they all went all yeah, and they became higher. Right. So there's a lot of studies and I think that a lot of good businesses understand that. So I have actually been very busy answering sales calls and, uh, bringing on clients and doing strategy and working with our current clients. Um, but then of course we sit on LinkedIn because we get 90% of our leads through LinkedIn. So I sit on LinkedIn all day, every day, there yeah. are a couple shows on there and spend a lot of time there. I actually, usually when there's not a pandemic going on, I travel nationally and speak about LinkedIn. Oh, so okay. Wow out about LinkedIn yeah yeah um and you talked about uh, I think it was the other I was in a, a group meeting with you where you were presenting and you talked about you actually met Gary V on one of your um travels with LinkedIn so yeah so I have a couple interesting Gary V stories so the first one is is that I have an all-women's podcast okay. that we bring top women across the nation on and we just talk about the real crap they went to to get to their fancy position right mm-hmm. and so a couple of years ago i reached out to gary v actually it would have been last last year because it was last april i was there and i reached out and sent an email and i said hey not interested in having you on my podcast but how about your top woman so i ended up going out to um new york i was going to be in new york anyways that's why i sent the email his top woman who is his cmo mm-hmm. andrea sullivan uh, he actually emailed me back and he was like, I love this. Here's Andrea's email. Andrea, I think you should do this. They actually asked me to come to their podcast studio. They're like, don't even worry about bringing your stuff. We'll record it, give you all the rough files so you guys can edit however you want. And they just gave me a whole um, tour and really spoiled me. And it was wow. wonderful. And then I got invited to a marketing conference that a thousand digital marketer owners across the world got invited to. And he was at that conference as well. So I got to spend a little time. Wow. Just wow. Time. Yeah. wow so you yeah. reached out to gary v's office and they reply back to you so it's just i reached out to gary v <laughs> his email yeah i got his email wow that's that's fantastic now i know that you are big on creating influence through linkedin can you can you give us like a few tips on you know how you know how how to improve our linkedin traffic because i think that's a big deal right now that you know we are all sitting at home you know what are some things or some tips that you can give you know to help people start creating that traffic and be ahead of, you know, the trend. 
Right. So I have just the one big major tip and then I can give you whatever other ones, but the one is just to be 100% authentically yourself. Mm. I think a lot of people since LinkedIn is more of a networking social media site, our business people are there. We, we put on our suits for LinkedIn per se. Right. So we like overthink our content. We overthink our responses. We just do a lot of glancing and not talking. Mm -hmm. Uh, We forget the social part of it. And I, I have this weird thing where I don't know how to be anything but myself. Sometimes it is detrimental to me, but for LinkedIn, it's worked out really well because people are drawn to me because I am 100% myself there. There is no, um, there is no questioning who I am. I will tell you, I was just in San Diego right before this all happened. So that first week of March and I uh, went to a big social media conference and I ended up actually staying with a friend of mine who I only know from LinkedIn, but we became friends over LinkedIn for the past couple of years. And wow. we found out we were both going to this conference. So we got the super cool jungle Airbnb, right? And it was like, it could have gone really good or it could have gone really bad because we had never met each other in person. It went so well. And we were like talking about it one night. And we're like, why is this going so well? Because we'd also hooked up with a couple of our other like LinkedIn friends while we were there. And we weren't like huge fans of them, but we were like really drawn to each other. And we decided that, and her name's Cher Jones, so you should totally go follow her. She's wonderful. I think she has the best LinkedIn live show on all of LinkedIn. But <laughs> because we were 100% who, in person, who we were online, right? That was the difference. We, we met a couple people that we really like online, and they weren't the same people in person. And so it kind of just sucked to meet them in person. It was kind of like... You know, when I was 24, that's <laughs> really silly story. When I was 24, I was at a bar and I was at this like table, VIP table and the waitress took drinks. I'm, I'm little, I'm five foot two. So the waitress took drinks over me and my friend's head to try to get to the back table. Okay. You know, she just real packed bar. She spills the drinks all over us. But then we hear this man screaming behind us about it getting on his shoes. And I turn around and I'm just like, who the heck? And I turn around and it's, freaking Vince Vaughn screaming at this. It was in Dallas. And I was like, it was like the most disappointing thing ever. I didn't care that I was covered in tequila. It was like disappointing because I thought that he was this great, funny, hilarious guy. And here he is screaming about getting some tequila on his shoes when other people were like covered in tequila and the waitress is like 21 year old little girl. Right. So essentially I think that people get really disappointed when they meet athletes or celebrities and they're not who they thought they were going to be. I think that has now translated to social. So being authentically yourself is the best play and your people, because there will always be people that like us and there will always be people that aren't our people. Your people will be drawn to you. Mm, Wow. Wow. So number one tip is being authentic. So now are there any other tips when it comes to like building a profile or connecting with people? How do you, Uh, like advice to go about, you know, building a profile that looks, you know, attractive. Right. So LinkedIn actually does an awesome thing that I don't think that I know company Facebook pages do it, but I don't think any other social medias really do it. LinkedIn walks you through best practice for their. So the minute you set up a LinkedIn platform and even up until like, if you've been on there 10 years and haven't filled out like your cover photo and stuff, it, Mm. it does that for you. So it says putting a cover photo, putting in a good headline, filling in your volunteer section. So LinkedIn's pretty awesome. So if you just take, I'd say 10 minutes and walk through the LinkedIn stuff, I think a lot of people always make the mistake. If you want me to point out one thing, a lot of people always make the mistake of having their job title in their headline. So if my headline were to say Aaron Folk, CEO, that's all you'll see in the newsfeed. And that's pretty boring. I always say the headlines where you get to be a rapper. 
and yeah. you're just, like in your rooms full of really old people, right? And they think that's hilarious. But um, that's why you're going to be a rapper and write the hook for people to come look at your page. Because mm -hmm. the end goal is people have to become interested to get to your page. Once they're at your page, you have to keep their interest, right? So mm -hmm. that you develop a relationship. Once you have a relationship, then you get business, right? Mm -hmm. There's those different uh, points. So the whole, it starts a lot with that headline because you only see your picture, your name, and that headline inside the newsfeed to get people to come over and see yours. Wow. And I think, I think I told you, I think I said this in the, in the uh, yes. training that I did that you were in, but I've gone as far as having a headline one time. I always do my headlines based off my goals at that point in time. I change my headline all the time. Um, one time my goal was to, a couple years ago, was to start growing my public speaking career. Sure. And uh, I, some, someone in passing had said something like, you're the Kim K of Kansas City public speaking. And I was like, that's an awesome headline, right? Because it gets people going, wait, what does that mean? Yeah. It means I'm going to be law. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be everywhere. When you book me, I'm going to tell everybody. Um, and then 5 to 10% of the people are going to hate me when I'm there, but that's pretty normal for public speaking anyways. Yeah, yeah. So I called it out, and I actually booked speaking events off that because people were, like, reaching out going, what does that mean? Like, it's kind of like Kim K's a little controversial, but so is Aaron Folk. So, yeah, so using your headline, that's probably a good, good trick for people to understand. Okay. So my personal question for me is how do you get 19,000 followers on LinkedIn? How does that happen? How does that happen? So a couple ways. So one, I, I think I've always been authentically myself. I've okay. been on there for a very long time. So over 10 years. Wow. Ooh. It really yeah. started popping. I'm old. Um, it really started popping about... I had 10,000 in 2017, and I only know that number because I went and spoke at Leadership Lyceum in Kansas City, which is the biggest women's conference here, and they asked me to speak about personal branding, and I said, oh, yeah, they said, do you, do you have a pretty good LinkedIn? I'm like, oh, it's around 10,000, and they were like, and I didn't even realize that that was big at the time because I have friends in my circles. I have friends with many more followers. I have wow. friends with 150 followers, right? So in my circles, 19,000 is not big. But I guess in most circles, it, it could be. So I think it's good content, authentically myself. I um, connect with people. So I go and speak at big conferences and I always throw out my LinkedIn code behind me so they can connect with me there. Okay. I do not carry business cards. I connect on the mobile phone. Uh, on the mobile, that made me sound old. I carry my phone and I, there is an app on LinkedIn where you can just scan each other's codes. Yes. I never carry business cards. I have gorgeous business cards our graphic designers put together, but I don't carry them. I connect with everybody on LinkedIn because if I give them my business card, they put that in the trash in the next two to three days. That's an, According to Andy Rieger, that's eight cents every time they put it in the trash yeah. can. Yeah, one time I dropped his, he insisted on giving me a business card one time. I dropped it on accident right in front of him. He said, that costs eight cents on average. I said, okay, well, that's <laughs> a whole other reason I don't need to get these. Eight cents will add up. Uh, but essentially, I just that is where I connect because now people see me every single day, right? Now you got to remember me. I'm yeah. in your face. I mean, you can always go block me, but hopefully you don't. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know you've been on LinkedIn for 10 years, but it's like, you know, it's, it's for me, it's always that process of where people see you succeeding, but no one knows the backstory of how you really started. You know, um, there's this famous quote that goes, I have worked my whole life to become an overnight success. Right. When people seeing you succeed, they're like, oh man, you just started yesterday. No, I've been here working a long time. It's just that now I just got recognition, you know. Yep. But it's awesome to hear that, you know. So during this pandemic, what are some trends you've noticed on LinkedIn during what are some trends you've noticed um during this pandemic on LinkedIn? 
Yeah. So the biggest trend I've noticed on LinkedIn is that about three weeks ago, everybody applied for LinkedIn Live, right? So LinkedIn Live was in beta test most of last year. And then I think hmm, November, December, they started taking applications. Um, about they had 300,000 when they first started taking applications. And then about three weeks ago, they got close to five, 600,000. I'm sorry if you're hearing that beeping. I got myself a new MacBook because my CPU wasn't strong enough on my other computer and I don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> you don't have to teach you that. I told you I'm old, but that was Gary Vaynerchuk actually just his daily one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dang. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just casually, just casually. It's nothing. Um, but so, I think a lot of people were like, oh no, I'm going to go all in on LinkedIn Live. They actually are not approving anybody for LinkedIn Live right now because there's too many. Mm. They, from what I heard, they went in and canceled all the applications. So if you applied and you're waiting on that, go in and reapply, but come up with other ways, right? So make video and put it on there. A huge thing of getting, like I was in the LinkedIn Live beta test. That's why I have LinkedIn Live. Huge thing is because I always did video, you know? Um, mm. Again, I was ahead of the trend. So starting now is going to be better than starting in six months, mm. you know, if we're still at home. But figure out ways to, to go around it. That's always probably what I've been best at is I've had a lot of no's in my life, a lot of no's, and a lot of doors close. And I've always just figured out how to get around them, like open another door, right? So for LinkedIn, I would say video is, is king. You're probably not going to get it live at this point. Um, I know one of the biggest motivational speakers in the world didn't get live. I know a couple like sports announcers that tried to get it that didn't get it. But you you have the ability to put so much video out there. Uh, and there's a lot of other platforms you can go live. Um, so make sure you take advantage of those as well. Because I do see a lot of crossover on platforms. Um, and then for LinkedIn in general, I would spend a bit, like you said, a lot of us are at home throughout the day. So I would spend... 25 minutes a day yes. just sending messages one of the fun things i do and i didn't realize nobody else did this till the other day i had like three people like go, oh, how do you even do that i didn't even know that was a thing i send voice messages to people so i pick five to ten people a day and i send them voice messages just telling them i'm thinking about them i hope they're holding up in this pandemic let me know if they need anything and yeah. um that's a little bit of a human connection right now so i feel like voice connections video all the extra things more than typing are really standing out yeah, I mean, to to your point, um, you are the only person who sends voice notes because when you send me a voice note, I was like, ah, I was like, well, that's interesting because I was thinking maybe you're gonna type it, but it sounds like okay, that's new. So you are the only person who do that. That's that's yeah, I, I learned that. Memorable, right? Yeah, it is memorable. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is legit. I like that. So, what are some tips for having a good video on LinkedIn that would get people's attention? Uh, okay, so the number, so the tips have changed since we all say this. Yeah. I, my number one tip before would have been captions, 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 and I'm sure. still putting captions on a lot of things. But more people are um, are listening now, so I don't know if captions are the be all anymore on LinkedIn. But the first three seconds have to grab your attention, right? Because it's just like video anywhere. It has to be exciting enough that I'm going to stop and watch it. Mm -hmm. And pretty much most people do video like this. They're like hi da, 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 da. Yeah. And maybe their content gets exciting but this da, 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 is not exciting mm -hmm. versus a lot of my videos you'll be you'll see me go hey it's Aaron it's Friday or whatever day yeah. um we put a lot of I've been putting my kids have been doing parody videos mm -hmm. about quarantine making like songs into so I've been putting those yeah. on there 
So anything that's just different and stands out does really well. Also, don't say the same stuff as everybody else is saying, right? So a lot of people are talking about working from home tips. Nobody needs another video on working from home tips, right? Um, and then my... <laughs> People don't love when I say this, but it's true. Anything controversial, like don't be a jerk, but like if it's something you have a strong opinion on, but maybe other people, like I love ketchup on steak. And I feel like it's gotten a little bit better now that Mahomes does too. But before Mahomes, people were like super judgmental about it. Yeah. But if I were to take and talk about doing a video with ketchup on steak and, and somehow compare that to something in business, like thinking outside the box in business, that video would do, maybe I'll do that. That video would do really well because people are like, who the heck puts ketchup on steak, right? <laughs> okay. But because it has a different spin on it. I did a video the other day that actually had a ton of views. And then on top of that, uh, Stacey Prosser, the publisher of the Business Journal, shared it. And it was called like Prison Tips. It was hot pink with bars on LinkedIn. And it was called Prison Tips. And I actually went through an article of tips to survive prison and compared each tip to how you can survive quarantine. Totally crazy, weird. Who would put that on LinkedIn? It's been my best uh, video besides my live and besides my kids' uh, parody videos during this. Because wow. it was relevant, it was different, and it was thinking outside the box. And then the look of it caught people's attention because there were bars, like you were in prison. Mm. What are some, what are, are there apps you use in edit? Do you edit yourself or do, do, you have, do you have a team that edits for you or? So usually I have a team that edits for me and I'm very, right. very lucky. And I still have my team. I haven't had to lay anybody off because of COVID. Um, however, I cannot be around my team because of COVID either. Yeah. So, yeah. uh We've got them busy working on client work. I am, I'm pulling up my phone. I'm not looking at the camera because I'm going to show you my apps I use. So yeah. I just record right here on my iPhone. And yeah. I just told you, I don't even know how to turn my notifications off on my Mac. So I'm not a technical person. <laughs> um, there is, do you see the square one right here yeah. with yep. the dot? Yep. Yes. Yep. That is called Square Edit. Square edit. I okay. throw it into there. And that is where I get like my prison bars and my hot pink. Wow, okay. And then I throw it into mixed captions, which is right there by my finger. Okay, okay. That is where I put the captions on. Um, that one's not a free app. It costs a little bit of money. Also, sometimes I use quick quick.io. First 10 minutes on that one are free. It's not an okay. app that's online. Um, and then I just upload. The, I think the big trick is not putting a YouTube link, uploading natively. Mm, okay. Good. Awesome. Those are, those are awesome tips. And yeah, that's definitely helpful because I, I mean, once I watched your presentation with the group that I was on, I literally went on my LinkedIn profile and I changed a lot of things and I, you know, yeah. I downloaded the apps and it's been, it's been working fantastic. I'm like, I need to bring you on. So, you know, my audience can hear this. Yeah. Um, so what are some, you know, positives and negatives of this pandemic? You know, now everyone is staying home. What do you think are some positives to it? There's a lot of negatives too, but what, what do you think are some positives that we should look at? So first of all, I want to, I've been, I've been on a lot of shows in the past couple of weeks and I keep saying the same quote because I think that it's so important that everyone understands it. Again, my friend Cher Jones is the one that I first heard it from. Um, and then I heard it on like a preacher podcast too. So I was like, I think he stole that from Cher. But anyways, so I think first of all, understanding this quote is the first, first piece of the pandemic and how to navigate it. Um, we are all in the same storm, but we are not all in the same boat. Mm. And the reason I say that is because my boat right now is very different. So I have lived a life of pure struggle. That is mm. really the life I, I grew up, I lived. 
And this is the first time where I don't feel like I'm struggling, mm. right? And I'm watching other people struggle. People that before haven't struggled. I mean, we've all been through our own struggle, but that have had, had pretty good lives, you know? Kudos to their parents and to their decisions. My decision-making was a big part of, part of my struggle. But now I'm seeing people that, that need my support because I've been there, right? And so understanding that we're not all in the same boat, Yes. I, I could sit here and say, I'm getting clients. That's awesome. I really, really am happy I'm getting clients. I'm the happiest I'm getting clients because I don't have to lay off employees, right? Mm -hmm. I'm happy that we got approved for the PPP because I don't have to lay off employees. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I developed such a good relationship with a, C, with a CPA that, I don't know if you saw this morning, but the government ran out of the, the business loans. They're, wow. they're capped out. So if you haven't been approved, you may not get any money. We're lucky we already did, but that's because I had this amazing relationship with my CPA, which by the yep. way, from LinkedIn, just so you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I actually, all I did when it came to getting the loan was sign paper. Everybody else took care of it for me, right? But that hasn't been my, my experience in life. Yeah. And there are a lot of people right now that are having to experience the worst thing that they've ever been through. So kind of the conversations I've been having is, yes, there's a lot of positive things. Even if you, I've got a lot of friends that have had to lay off all their employees. I've had a couple friends that have just closed their businesses completely. I have a lot of friends that are working 80, 90 hours a week yeah. to feed their family. I have a lot of friends that are going to food banks that have never had to before, right? Um, I, I am seeing everything from every, every walk of life. But what I know is that every single person, there's at least one good thing. So my friends that have, one of my friends that's had to close their business hasn't spent more than 10 hours with their kids mm. in months. Mm. And now they're getting to re-know their kids, right? So that's wow. a positive. Okay. Um, I have a 13 year old and an eight year old. And this is hard for them because like, I have musical kids. They just made this huge musical. It obviously got canceled after we went through the auditions and they got placed. Uh, all their classes, of, they're all kind of virtual. It's just different. Like Taekwondo virtually is different. Uh, music class, different. You know, they play um, instruments and stuff. Um, but my, like my eight-year-old the other day, I was like, I'm sorry that this stinks. And her birthday was during this too. And she's like, mommy, I'm having the best time. You haven't traveled in two months. And I was like, they're going to remember this is like the time we bonded. So we're trying to do as many like crazy fun things that are like, oh my God, I can't, we believe we did that. Right. So yeah. for us, the positives are just the family time. I know a lot of my friends are getting their projects like on our house is done. Mm -hmm. I, I know a couple of my single friends are, are getting to date in a much different way, which mm -hmm. I believe um, I'm married now, but when my husband and I met, we met on Tinder and I had just had a surgery and I couldn't go anywhere. So we talked mm -hmm. for a month before we ever met. And I think because we had that whole time, we really knew each other. Like we talked on the phone for hours. So a, a couple of my friends are doing that now and may end up married after this. Right. So who knows? I, I say it's a great time to be single. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think there's something positive for everybody. It yeah. really just depends. And people have to get into the mindset that just because your normal was this, and just because this is the plan you had for your life, doesn't okay. mean you can't get something better. My plan was not to end up a single mom with two kids right? I moved to Dallas. I was living my best life. I was dating an NBA player when I was 21, 22. My, I had a whole different plan that looked a lot like, you know, some of the, some of the women on TV. That's not where I ended up, wow. but I love where I ended up, right? So you have to be willing to navigate um, being okay with change.
Wow, that's awesome. So I think we got six more minutes and I got just two questions. So the first one is, are there any new ventures you're working on during this quarantine? Oh, I'm always working on stuff. So my most exciting personal thing is I, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the schools, including the Ivy League schools are doing free classes. And I actually enrolled in Harvard yesterday or the oh, wow. day before. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I was really this year was focused on uh, growing my speaking. I've, I booked an international one in London at the end of the year. And then I was supposed to, I went to Vegas in February to speak and I had a couple of other national ones that probably are can. So I saw this course at Harvard about the persuasive, it's called like rhetoric, the persuasiveness of writing and public speaking. And I thought, well, if I can't up my public speaking with practice, then I'm going to do it through school. So mm -hmm. I'm a girl that didn't graduate college, but I'm going to Harvard. Hey, let's go. Let's go. That's awesome. All right. The last question is, what is one thing you want to do when this is all over? Travel. <laughs> so I have been putting like some personal trips on the back end because I've been traveling so much for work. Uh, and I think that my kids, I, you know, they see mom go get on an airplane and go to places that they think are I mean, sure. some places where they can't go, like Vegas, right? I'm taking my kids to Vegas. Yeah, sure. But like in, like I said, March right before this, I was in San Diego. So um, we do like one trip a year, but I think we'll probably do a couple family trips a year once we can. Again, they're getting, you know, 13 and 8 happen really fast. So they're going to be out of this house just as fast. So I just want them to experience some of this stuff too. Okay. Wow, that's awesome. Well, that was the last question. Um, if, you have the, if you have any questions for me, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I can answer. But if you have any questions for me, <laughs> Um, good to answer any questions, but um, yeah, that was that was pretty much all the questions, and you answered all of them. And um, you have any questions for me? Well, I'm just impressed that you got Quentin Lucas on your show. Yes, I mean, yeah, that was uh, that was quite a privilege. That was, I mean, I was honored as well. Um, Quint Mayor Quentin Lucas is an, is an awesome uh, leader. Um, that that was my first time being on a show with him, and he usually is cool. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm grateful that he's you real cool. Yeah, we uh, we loaned him some of our video equipment so he can do his lives from home during this. So oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So he's he's a good buddy of Lillian James for sure. He did our okay. ribbon cutting. Our ribbon cutting at Lillian James was the first time ever that the Kansas City Chamber, the Hispanic Chamber, and the LGBTQ Chamber all came together for a ribbon cutting. So he showed wow. up to do that too for us. Wow. So, yeah. Great. So pretty impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you giving me this a uh, few minutes of your time this morning. Um, I'll have this video out um, sometime Saturday so people can view it. Um, but thank you again. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for putting the work and, you know, thank you for inspiring people. And yeah, and uh, you stay safe in this season and we'll see you on the other side when this is all over. You too. Count your blessings. Much love. All right, have a good day. Yeah. Do not click off, do not click off. I just will let you know that next week we're bringing more experts to the show. We're gonna bring in an inventor who is working on an app to track COVID-19. And we're also bringing a medical expert who's actually gonna talk about solutions. And we're gonna be debunking a lot of theories out there. So click the link and go to Fight Up Casey on YouTube. And please subscribe, please subscribe. All right, stay safe.